Hey, this is Vanessa. This is Carlos. And you're listening to Retro Ad Review. This is a podcast where we select a couple of random old TV commercials and review them. So if you like commercials, listen in. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Retro Ad Review. Hi. <laughs> this sounds really weird. Sounds like we're on doing some weird phone chat. Anyway, whatever. Welcome to the episode. So what are we looking at today? We are looking at the love holiday, Valentine's Day. Cool. Yes. Is it really a love holiday or is it more a corporate holiday? It's it's um it's probably a bit of both. I don't know much about Valentine's Day, to be honest. Like, I, I know that it's supposed to be like about the murder of a guy or something. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a, an official holiday anywhere, but it's like a religious. It's like celebrated in many places, or at least it's kind of. It's kind of like in the Christmas sense, isn't it? Where it's religious, but isn't Christmas a federal holiday? Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry, I thought you meant. No, I'm Valentine's saying Day. Valentine's Day isn't like officially governmentally recognized anywhere. It's just a big thing everyone sort of celebrates hmm. um well i guess that's the point just kidding i think that's that's part of the whole thing but, but it I was that's because why people don't edit it. emperor claudius ii tried to kill several roman saints named valentine there was one that was allegedly uh he young men were uh were more willing to fight if they weren't married so he outlawed marriage but the the saint said that's bad so he still married people and then he killed them and there was another one who i think he like fell in love with a woman and then he wrote from your valentine and that's how the valentine thing came out sorry wait what does that mean from your valentine his name was valentine or valentinus or something and then he was writing to her and he signed it from your valentine Okay, so Valentine was writing it, and then he got murked. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> murked. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think with that beautiful background story, um, we're going to go into the first commercial of the day. All right, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Honey, where do we keep the... Oh, my. This isn't the chocolate I sent you for Valentine's Day, is it? Huh, look at that. Huh. You never opened it? Oh my. Oh. <gasps> Bathroom. <sighs> this never happened. <laughs> I like that one. Um, I really like the uh, jazzy what bass thing. Yeah. All right. So to explain the commercial very briefly. A guy checks into his cupboard and then he sees an old Valentine's box and then panics, opens it up. And his wife, who hadn't opened it for Valentine's Day, is behind him. And when he opens it up, it has the red M&M. Like, is he, does he have a name, the red M&M? I think it's just red. Red, the M&M, the main guy. He's inside and he's uh, he looks unwell and he collapses into the box because he's been deprived of the bathroom and oxygen. So at the very, <laughs> at the very end, the guy, the husband covers up the box and just takes it away. So it kind of implies that they're going to like 
murder him or they murdered him and they're getting rid of the body because the wife is but, looking complicit in that. What was the original plan? Like, was it a, a candy gram? Like those cakes that the, the person pops out of? That's a really good question. Because, and then he like, gives her an, uh, another box and so like, here's the real candy. Everyone wants to eat these guys. It's been well established in kind of the canon of M&Ms that these yeah, yeah. M&Ms don't like are scared of being eaten by people. So I think actually the kidnap him. Yeah, maybe they kidnapped him. Ooh, this this is a dark Valentine's one. So from what I understand, I don't know is the answer to that question. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with uh, it was a candy gram because that sounds better than yeah. And he says bathroom, but if he has to go to the bathroom, what does he do? (laughs) He pees chocolate. He pees and poops chocolate. He's and poops chocolate. I mean, like that's why people want to eat him because even his what does he vomit? Even his waist is is amazing. He <laughs> vomits chocolate. It's it's all very clear. I don't understand why you don't get this. Not kidding. Um, what if he has like kidney stones? What are those? He they're M&M. little chocolates. M and M minis. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe they're M and M minis, or they're like pieces of shell. All right. Oh. So about the commercial itself. It's nothing special in the sense. Well, actually, it is kind of special. It features two famous actors in it. So who are they? They are Bradley Whitford, who was from the West Wing. And I think he's in The Handmaid's Tale now. But when I most remember him, because I was a child in the 90s and I watched stupid child stuff, was the bad guy in Billy Madison. Oh, Really? Yeah, remember the one that he tried to take over the dad's company or something? To be honest, I don't remember. Oh my God, he was, okay, yeah. I'm trying to tell you that I'm retiring and Eric, not you, is going to take over Madison Hotels. Eric? You're going to give the company to Eric? He is a bad, bad man. That makes sense. And he was also, he's the bad guy in Get Out, isn't he? I didn't see that one. Okay. Because I wanted to see it. He's the bad guy in Get Out and it was good right yeah no it was good it was definitely a good film and he says like some really like stupid phrases which i think kind of well yeah it's kind of um i hate using these types of things but he kind of plays like this woke dad um and he says a few things that kind of became memed by the way i i would have voted for obama for a third term if i could but anyway yeah okay so it's bradley whitford and then that that was his actual wife Jane Kaczmarek. So he was married to her? Was most famous for playing the mother in Malcolm in the Middle. The one that screamed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she was married to him. That's kind of interesting. She looks like such a mom as well. Like whenever I saw her. Yes, that's pic- why she got the role as a mom. I know. But like whenever I saw pictures of her, like she even like these kind of glamorous photos of her, she looks like a mom. <laughs> <laughs> glamorous mom. My um, mom. Right. So she was, yeah, they were actually married for like several years. Yeah. She they were I just wanted to look into it and they married in ninety two and they got divorced in two thousand nine. So they were already married like ten years when this commercial came out. Wow. But since they were married, they got the whole uh Valentine thing going. But I don't think they were like a power couple that were no, no. that's why it was just kinda like, Okay, they're married and they're gonna kill the red Eminem. <laughs> yeah huh. okay and now he's 
married to somebody else. I got married like last year or something. Um, and she's still single. Um, but anyway, there, I guess that's why they grabbed them because it was kind of a separately famous couple yeah. doing a Valentine's ad, but you know, they're both kind of, so she's definitely funny and he seems to play many roles. So it was kind of a silly ad, which was cute. Wow, Malcolm in the Middle only lasted like six years. I that's still kind of long. That's definitely long, but in my mind, I often think I, I have this weird view of like time, as most everyone does. Where I think like for instance, I think like Malcolm in the Middle lasted like ten seasons or something, and then there's another show called like The Middle, and that lasted for like nine seasons. So like, there's so many shows out there that I think like, oh yeah, I remember this show. And then it was only on for four years. And then other shows, it's like, it's been on for 14 years. How? Like Supernatural. Like Supernatural was on for 15 years. Like how is that show on forever? Wasn't that sporadic too or something? Like the the Venture Brothers? Oh, the poor Venture Brothers. Um, I don't know enough about Supernatural to comment on that. I just know it came out when I was just like, I think I was in college, but I just remember still being quite young. And watching it and being like, yeah, this looks like something that would be on the WB. (laughs) Anyway, this is completely stepped away from this commercial. Actually, you know what? We should just go into the next one. How about we do that? All right. All right. Happy Valentine's Day. It's gorgeous. This Valentine's Day, give her a diamond ruby and pink sapphire necklace and ring set from K Jewelers. And you can be assured of two things. First, that every diamond is hand-selected to match beautifully. And second, that she'll absolutely love it. Charlie, happy Valentine's Day, Mandy. Thank you. Every kiss begins with K. That was nice. Yeah, that was a cute little commercial. Well, it is and it isn't. Like, I can't really get behind any of these diamond and jewelry commercials because I, okay, everything's trying to sell you something, but I feel like diamond and jewelry commercials like really push it to the limit. It's Um, a little expensive more than like, say, candy and flowers or something. Yeah, I think that's why I always feel a little bit like they're kind of gross. Like, it's a cute commercial, but it's also. I don't know. I just I'm not into it. So just to describe the commercial, like a husband and wife are hanging out with their kid and then the husband comes in with a gift box and gives it to his lovely wife. And it has some pink things from K Jewelers and she gives him a a long kiss. And no, she doesn't. She kisses him and their little son is watching in the background and does this weird like uh, knowing nod kind of like, hmm, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He just gives this interesting nod. And then he runs upstairs, grabs a box, writes K on it, like just like scrawls K on a white box, runs over to a little girl's house. She opens the door and he gives her the box that says K. And inside it has like a really bad piece of paper jewelry, I guess he made for her. Like this kid looks like he's probably 11. So he should be out of that phase. I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Anyway. What phase? Um, like making like paper gifts for kids. I don't, I don't know. Actually, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't know. I, if you're in puppy love, why not make but, something from the heart? No, that's not how it works. You try to buy them some crappy thing. Um, anyway, he made her like a paper heart that would typically be for like a mom 
that you Arts make and when you're a child. I don't know. It was just a bit weird, but maybe he's not. That's what they force you to do in, uh, in, in summer camp or something. Yeah, but that's what up. it looks like. You're not rowing today because it's raining. Here's a arts and crafts. Here's some paper and safety scissors. Enjoy. Yeah, so he just gets the idea of buying, of getting a diamond for his loved one from his parents because there's no other way to say kiss. <laughs> I don't know. There's no other way to say I he love looks, you on Valentine's Day. I, I hope they were in a quote-unquote relationship before because if he just tried that, and what if she said no? Because they both look pretty happy. She looks older than him too. Actually, she, well, okay, I say older. She just looks bigger than him. But don't, don't girls, girls do get that. taller faster or something? <laughs> They're probably the same age. I don't know. But anyway, at the end, she gives him a kiss on the cheek and then he smiles and then it shows you your nearest K jeweler at a mall near you. So this is cute, like we said, but it's not. I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> oh, it just feels like, how do I show someone I love them? Diamonds. Or they're not even diamonds, right? What are they? Well, I guess if you spend that much freaking money, it says something. Well, it's a, it, according to what they're showing, like what they're trying to sell you, it's like a pink thing. It's a diamond and lab-created ruby and lab-created pink sapphire necklace and L- ring set. Lab? Yeah, lab. lab. As in the laboratory? Like yeah, the laboratory. Super scientifically. They're synthetic. Like cut the diamonds somehow? Like diamond, like lab diamonds are kind of created. Yeah, they're not from the, the mineral in the ground or anything. Yeah. So like, they like design it specifically. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So that that's part of I think K's kind of thing. They're identical to those that you mine, but they don't have as many flaws. They cost less. They're you actually don't kill as many people, I guess. <laughs> yes, they're actually much better across the board. Like I guess for human reasons and environmental reasons, but Unless because getting diamonds from a mine is considered more prestigious you want yeah. those so these tend yeah, to be the, cheaper the prestige that's what it is yeah and i mean we can get into the whole thing about diamonds and how they're actually just inflated and they don't actually have any value but i'm not going to do that i'd rather buy the coal that they come out of just kidding um okay so i don't like coal either so k jewelers so one of the things one of the hallmarks of k is its slogan where it goes every kiss begins I'm going to dub that over. <laughs> um, so K Jewelers, just a little background on K, is a jewelry brand that started in 1916 in Pennsylvania. And it started off as kind of like a jewelers, which had stuff like eyeglasses and music boxes and even razors. And then it just kind of developed from there where it went away from like kind of almost antique type stuff, I guess jewelry type things into just precious stones and like jewelry the way that we think about it now. So they had various things and then they just switched to jewels. Yeah, I think like eventually they kind of pivoted where probably because you got more money doing that instead of electric razors. Um, So they just pivoted to doing kind of like reasonably priced jewelry. So like bracelets and things like that. So for instance, you know, in this commercial, well, okay, so this commercial is from 2008. It has a feel of a 90s commercial, actually. But I think that's kind of the timelessness of K's. It always feels like it's in the <laughs> 90s. Nah, I'm kidding. Diamonds are forever. That's another brand. Um, But okay, so 
it says that it's reasonably priced. So it's not like obscenely priced. And I think some of that comes down to kind of the lab stuff. Actually, K Jewelers is like the number one jewelry brand or something like that. It's 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 pretty much tops because it has it has stores everywhere. So there's more than a thousand stores or something like that. It's the leading jewelry store in the US. And I think that's because they set up shop in malls and things like that. So I don't necessarily think it's well, this high now? end. It's not a high end. I don't know how they're doing now. They're probably because doing okay. The internet and they still could do okay with that because people always want decently priced rings. Yeah. yeah. So I think they like kind of, they're still expensive, but they're not obscenely expensive. So for instance, in this commercial, it's a hundred bucks for a necklace and a ring. So it's diamond and lab create. So it's diamond but it's also lab created rubies and lab created pink sapphire. So because they've kind of mixed the two, it's still kind of expensive-ish, but it's still reasonably priced. So that way, yeah, you do get it for a person for Valentine's Day. It still shows like, you know, I'm going to spend on you, but I'm not going to spend like millions on it. <laughs> and um, this, this commercial <laughs> directly mentioned Valentine's. Yeah. Valentine's. So but, but it mentions Valentine's Day because like, if you look at the actual thing that they're selling, it's a, pink sapphire necklace and ruby and it's kind of in the shape of a heart so it's like yeah it's purely valentine's the the commercials could have just been at any time this one was specifically focusing on yeah, that. yeah. i would have thought the kid would have given her like a ring pop or something yeah something well maybe they could show uh, ring pop. And crafts or something yeah it had to be i think they had to make it a little bit homey because one, they couldn't just do a ring pop. I guess that would be bringing in another brand. Um, but uh, I know that's where I know that's what you weren't going for. But I think it's also just kind of showing, you know, kids, they're just doing precious, innocent things. Um, they're emulating consumerism. The adults <laughs> who have consumed diamond. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of showing you how indoctrinated we've gotten when it comes to like, <laughs> purchasing certain things but anyway whatever so, so what do yeah. you prefer what you mean uh, every kiss begins with k or the de beers shadows oh man like i think the de beers shadows are <laughs> I, for me i just feel like it's super classy <laughs> it's funny i always think of it, it's like whoa like it shows I, I love those ads like like these this is a nice ad actually it's cute but I love the De Beers ones because it always just feel it's so focused on the jewelry. Like this one's telling you a little story and the jewelry makes an appearance when the woman looks at it. And then when they're showcasing it, like buy these rings or whatever. But like the yeah. De Beers stuff, it shows people, but they're just silhouettes. So they're not real people. And then when the guy gives the woman a bracelet or whatever, like the bracelet appears on the shadow. And it's just so focused on the product and the product oh, looks shit. so good. And then the music that they play behind it is always this classical, classical music. So it always just feels, <laughs> it always feels really classy. So it's like, yep, if you want to get good jewelry, you got to go there because their commercials are classy. <laughs> if you want homely niceness in little children, it's uh, it's K. <laughs> but yeah, every kiss with begins with K. So every kiss begins with K is kind of that their, their, yeah, it's a really good advertising slogan because yeah, it's a lot of times when you give jewelry, jewelry is tends to be given to the woman or whatever it is, but like, you know, you, you give it as a gift and you give your loved one a kiss or whatever it is. Like they began the every kiss begins with K campaign in 1985. Um, and it's, it's one of their main things. It's one of the most recognized 
I guess, slogans, at least, okay, it's one of the most recognized slogans, I guess, about at minimum for, you know, diamonds, <laughs> alongside diamonds are forever. But they're, they're very, it's very good. And they've kind of kept it for a long time, because it's just, it's that good. And it, it's, it's very, I think it's very sweet, too. Like every kiss begins with K. K meaning K jewelers, K meaning the letter. It's, so it's a nice pun, but it's not an overbearing pun. K's was the one with Dr. Quinn. Yeah. And she sold us our hearts. She yeah. had like these ring heart things. Yeah. So they attach themselves to Jane that. Seymour. And I feel like that's such an, an obvious brand collaboration because she feels like she's right for their kind of brand. She's kind of classy, but still speaks to the general person. Like she's not, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you know how Elizabeth Taylor was very, almost lofty like in a whole other area i know she did white diamonds and all that but like yeah. i think jane seymour appeals to hallmark people you know that kind of stuff so and i feel like k like is probably her, I guess. yeah and i feel like k is in that level where it's expensive but it's not too expensive for you to you know you know splurge a little for someone so they need people a person like jane seymour i think really fits but that's just my two cents or ninety nine ninety nine for these rings. Hundred nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, shall we move on to the final one? Wow, we're really just blowing through this Valentine's. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Here's the next one. Surprise. <laughs> I thought you'd like it. I love it. <laughs> Really? You made me feel all warm and fuzzy. So you're happy? <laughs> Come to 1-800-Flowers and get free shipping or no service charge on roses starting at $29.99. 1-800-Flowers. The official flowers of Valentine's Day the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Valentine's Day the movie. I'm just going to briefly describe the commercial. I don't remember that movie at all. It was a nothing movie. So, right. So there's... You know, it's Valentine's Day, a man and a woman are in their home and then on the couch and he's covered her eyes. And then he said, look, and on the table, her expression just completely drops. She just starts immediately like almost bawling, which doesn't make yeah. any sense. And she's sta he, he's terrified because it's like, why are you crying? He's like, is everything fine? Obviously a joke, but it looks like a, a, a stage actress trying to over exaggerate or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is kind of that. Um, but anyway, it shows us just a vase of roses that says 1-800-Flowers on it. And behind it is this weird CGI puffy white ball. It's and I am hungry's uh, <laughs> I am hungry. And then when she mentions that you gave me a warm and happy feeling or whatever it is, she looks at that little white ball. Or gave little... me the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, you gave me the warm, fuzzy feelings. And then when she, then you know, they hug. And then it says 1-800-Flowers. And it shows that warm, fuzzy, like white CGI ball. Thing. Um, it looks like it could be like in a, a cleaning commercial. Like the mom comes in and is like tired of dust and dirt. Yeah, and it looks like around. that. It definitely looks like that kind of thing. You know what it reminds me of? And I can, I don't know if anybody who's listening even knows what I'm talking about. But do you remember those weird little like fuzzballs on feet and then the feet were like stickers and you could stick them on things 
Oh, that's the things that they sell at like they sell it like right next to those kooky pencil tops and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 that stuff. And that that's exactly it. And that's what this fuzzball looks like. They have like their little fuzzballs with little like sticker feet so you can stick them to like the fridge or something like that and they have little eyes on them. This is what this white fuzzball looks like. Where I'm struggling with this commercial is I'm assuming it was a white fuzzball campaign because like she starts bawling when she sees the white fuzzball. But like when you get a warm, fuzzy feeling, do you start crying like that? I, I don't really understand I it. And like you're overjoyed, but is the fuzzball so the fuzzball? So wait, is it that the flowers give you a warm, fuzzy feeling? My the connection between the warm, fuzzy feeling and the flowers is kind of throwing me off. I don't really understand yeah. it. Coupled with the woman's like she she was instructed to act like this for this so i'm not blaming her but like the overacting on on that also just confuses me i'm just generally confused by this one <laughs> if you, if you watch it with the sound off it looks like she's sneezing for some pollen or something oh yeah and if you listen to it without the sound you would have not a clue that there's this little ball of white that's the thing that she's referring to when she talks about the warm fuzzy feeling and we assume is making her cry. Do you remember anything about that movie that it was talking right. about? Right. So Valentine's Day was a 2010 American romantic comedy. I think it was, Um, it, it had a bunch of stars in it. It had like, I think it had Taylor Swift in it. Yeah, it had Taylor Swift in it. No, I don't remember anything about it. It was just one of those. I think they were doing a lot of these types of films at one point where it was like Mother's Day. And is this the one with Seth Meyers or was that the New Year's one? Oh, yeah, there's another. See, there was a series of. No, it does, I don't think it has Seth Myers in it, but it has like Jessica Alba. I don't remember any of them. Kathy Bates. I think it's in the vein of kind of in this Love Actually thing where it's a lot of famous people doing things. Yeah, but that was like it. 2003 or something. No, but I'm saying like it's in the vein. I'm not saying it's exactly or came out just after it, but it's more like a bunch of famous actors doing things related to a holiday. Electra and Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> It, it's had oh god there's way too many people i'm gonna list it. it had jessica alba kathy bates jessica beale bradley cooper eric dane patrick dempsey i don't know who hector elizondo <laughs> is but jamie fox jennifer garner topher grace Anne hathaway ashton kutcher taylor lautner george lopez shirley mclean emma roberts julia roberts and taylor swift that's too many people like that's too many people to keep track of if you're watching this film again never seen the film but the film um got bad reviews <laughs> But it did very well. It got 50 from a budget of 52 million. It earned 216 million, which might go to show that people want to watch Valentine's Day movies. So they should release Valentine's Day movies during this period. But just, how associated not this year. <laughs> was 1-800-Flowers to that? I think it was just Valentine's Day. Let's stuff this movie in front of people and Valentine's Day commercials as much as possible. But we're stepping away from who 1-800-Flowers is. So let me tell you a bit about 1-800-Flowers. <laughs> um, so 1-800-Flowers is a flower company that actually, apart from Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, focuses on gift baskets. So it's typically 1-800-Baskets.com. So, so it's just one of those, you know, I need to buy some flowers or some sort of something for a special occasion. And you just go to 1-800-Flowers or go to 1-800-Basket, 1-800-Baskets.com. So what I found really funny about 1-800-Flowers was that yeah. this actually, it kind of began in the 80s. 
so these guys had come up with the idea of using 1-800-Flowers, right? Um, as a phone number thing, because, you know, in the 80s, it would be 1-800-whatever. That's why the name 1-800-Flowers still just kind of doesn't work anymore because it does feel like it harkens to an older era, but maybe that's okay. Anyway, in the 80s, they wanted, they were like, oh, we should do flowers and use 1-800-Flowers because then people will know. However, it had been randomly assigned to like a trucking brokerage company and it was used by them until 1981 where the owner of the brokerage, the trucking thing, came into an agreement with the guys, those two guys that I was talking about, to be able to use that number so that way they could do the 1-800-Flowers. Apparently, it led to a series of lawsuits because I think there wasn't a clarity on who owned what and how it worked out. Long story short, both businesses struggled. I think both businesses like failed and Not eventually the other business? Was, yeah well no nobody Today, bought I, each other. I think they all just dissolved but eventually it was long story short again um it ended up with a, the, the guy the guy who created 1-800-Flowers as we know it so it was a guy named Jim McCann who owned a lot of flower shops in New York and it was under him that 1-800-Flowers became what it became and the reason why we know what it is is that because in the 90s like two things kind of helped it become what it became so uh, which is kind of cool um so it was a really big advertiser in the 1992 summer olympics but the other thing that was kind of cool or not so cool but not great during the gulf war during that period a lot of advertisers were not a part of cnn now i don't really understand the kind of connection here but anyway the point Probably is because of war i guess yeah but like cnn and all these companies or excuse me things always talk about war so i don't really know maybe it was the first like proper long coverage and awful imagery kind of being pulled out but anyway point being during this period a lot of advertisers were pulling their ads from cnn which i guess in in contra to or kind of protesting the war the cnn's kind of promoting of the war or something but as we now all know um war coverage tends to draw more attention and more viewers, 1-800-Flowers didn't pull out. Uh, so more people saw 1-800-Flowers during that period. So um, what do you get? Uh, flowers and war and news. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. And Valentine's Day. 1-800-Flowers also, uh, you know, during the kind of dot-com period, partnered with a lot of companies like AOL and stuff. And they got the domain name early, all of these kinds of things. So it kind of attached itself or cemented itself quite strongly. It got there earlier. Yeah, during a, it set its stall up pretty early. So um, the other business didn't really get to win out because it, it got all the attention. What do you mean? The other business it was uh, fighting the number with. Oh, no, we've already gone I'm past guessing. that. They both folded a long time ago. By the time Jim McCann kind of bought it, like it became what it became. Oh, okay. So the other people died before they, oh, okay. It sounded like that, but essentially like when this Jim McCann guy, when the guy who bought the flowers thing happened, I think all of the lawsuit stuff was kind of taken care of or over. like that big of a, a, a company. I mean, I, I've always heard of it, but that looks like some production value I'd see in like the, the soap opera hour. Yeah, it makes me think of like E-Trade. It makes me think of it for me, for some reason, it feels really dot commy. I guess because it's still called because it's called 1-800-Flowers. So I just think of it being old. Like and then the, the 1-900 numbers or something. Yeah. And the ads themselves look 
like the general, like they look, it looks cheapy. <laughs> um, so I always just think of it as a cheapy company, but I guess it still does well enough for it to be going, I guess. I don't know. But I, I guess because they do a lot of other things too. So the baskets thing probably helps. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then. Yeah. Okay. So shall we get into the. One more quick thing. Hector Elizondo. Ooh. I just remembered why he, I remembered him because he's one of those actors who's in everything. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Fine. Sorry, Hector. I, I'm just not too good at remembering people apart from Taylor Swift. Nah, not really. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care about Taylor Swift. All right. So shall we go into She's the like 31 now or something? Yeah, Taylor Swift is not a kid. <laughs> she's she's only she's only a little bit younger than us right now shall we go into the thing yeah with a taylor swift song no okay (laughs) right okay so what was your least favorite of the bunch my least favorites would be let's see, it was Eminem, flowers, and I guess I'd go with the flowers. Like yeah. I said, yeah, cheap production value. You can't tell if it's pollen making her cry and sneeze, and the the fuzzy didn't pop out too much that you could see. It's like a mascot. I think it needed a little more work. Yeah, personally, I mean, I agree with pretty much all of that. It, there's, it's just a, it's just kind of a confusing commercial. I don't really understand what's sort of happening with it. And this commercial's from 2010. Is so that this, the reaction? Like, you... This commercial's from 2010. I feel like this commercial's from. If someone told me this commercial was from 2002, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> that reaction just. <laughs> it's flowers. Yeah, but is she Not... crying because of the flowers or the fuzzy thing? Yeah, that's why it got confusing. But the reaction, anyways, what the heck? All right. I, yeah, I don't so understand. It's least, so it's your least favorite too. Yeah, it's absolutely my least favorite because of all of those reasons: the weird fuzzy thing that I'm not quite sure is attached, the woman's reaction, the kind of cheapiness of it, and then the final thing being, watch Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, uh, okay. My middle would be M&Ms because it's simple and it's just like M&Ms. It's like you have two people who you may or may not know, and they're <laughs> so you can't tell if they're husband and wife, but I guess they're in a relationship because they have that. But the the kicker at the end is what's funny is the poor little guy was just stuck in there. Hmm. I think actually my second is K. Um, you know what's really weird about these commercials, apart from the M M&M and M one, they the K commercial I feel like is from the decade prior. So it came out in 2008. So I feel like it's like a late 90s commercial. And then the flowers.com commercial feels like it's a 2000s commercial. But I think it's just the the look of everything. It feels older than it is. But anyway, um, for me, I think it's K. Um, just because I, I think it's a good little story. And I think it's cute. My only issue is this kid is probably too old to be giving paper necklaces um and but that's me just impressing my own values i don't know on him and then in terms of values once again uh, i feel like i can't really be too heavy on the i don't know why but i don't really like the jewelry thing i I just feel like (laughs) it's bad like i just don't like like show people you love them with really expensive rocks yeah like i'm just not so interested in that like at least a flower you have to keep it alive and tend to it for a little bit 
the diamond thing, the ruby thing, I just can't get on board with. But I do like the story, and I but, do really like every kiss begins with K. I think so that's a good slogan. My first would be the K because of the production value and the story with it. It's like you have two older people who are showing their love for each other with, with the diamonds, and then the little kid mimics it for his <laughs> little girlfriend. That's a problem, <laughs> and and it just shows that oh, it's. It's a girl's best friend and it's forever. Like Marilyn Monroe and James Bond. <laughs> but this isn't a Diamonds Are Forever situation. Um, but that's the problem. Like he's mimicking what you're supposed to do. What's, what's, been, what's been, you know, told to us forever that Diamonds I are... I don't know. Anyway, that's just weird. But um, like, within the context of the story, it's like, oh, you can see Yeah, I get it. No, I understand. Movie. I'm just giving it a little bit of hard time, but I do. And you can watch that in a movie called Valentine's Day, and it, no. it cuts to them older and they're happy. So, so for my first, obviously, it's the M and M's one. I think it's just because it's funny, and I think I tend to err towards the funnier ads. I mean, they don't have to be hilarious or anything like that, but like, um, uh, oops, uh, I, I think if it's executed well enough, then I enjoy it. And you know what? Actually, the Eminem ones tend to be executed well. Like the Eminem funny yeah. ads tend to be done pretty nicely. So I just like it because I like that it's a Even, really quick uh, story. Just, I think um, I like the really quick story. Like why she didn't open that box is beyond me. But his panicked expression, just like, oh, crap, oh, crap. And then when he like rips it open and there's this poor Eminem kind of suffering. And then, you know, it gives this idea that they're covering up the box they put him away think, they're gonna like destroy the body and that's just kind of funny to me <laughs> i think his is uh his acting distrust was better than the the 1-800 flowers like absolutely um that's why he gets the big bucks but that, that's that's kind of my thing like i just like the story how quick it is and it is a little bit of a surprise because when you first see the commercial you don't act you don't think it's going to be an m&m because the box doesn't show m&m it's kind of a surprise yeah. that it's an m&m in there you're like oh no the poor m&m and then he kind of faints and potentially remember dies. remember when the m&ms had like the the personalized scrawling like you could put the face on there or a message or something yeah i think that was a campaign wasn't it yeah something like that. Like i'm not going to get into this but you can still do that in m&m world <laughs> oh that m&m world um, the largest candy store in the world no i'm not gonna i'm gonna in like, london i hate m&m world all right you know that's enough that's enough all right so the next part is which would you buy which would i buy of the three commercials okay this is gonna sound bad but i'd probably buy the case <laughs> me too because practically it's the longest lasting and the advertisement itself like <laughs> Yeah. well it's based on the ad right and i actually yeah. like i don't know why but i just look at it and i'm like oh it seems like a pretty good that's not a bad deal <laughs> even though i've been railing on it this entire time um yeah i would probably go for the k one i like the story it feels like it's not a bad deal and they've showcased it all in a pretty good like it they've showcased it well for me to be like all right maybe i'd get that <laughs> and i like yeah, that's why i'd pick this that one terrible <laughs> Well, well like i think i think with flowers and with k they're trying to sell you the product meanwhile m&m is this kind of behemoth thing that it's not so much yeah, about the product it it's about like you know the but brand awareness make you sure you show the little guy you see that it's a m&m product yeah no i know that like, if I mean, he was like ronald's like a clown you don't know that's mcdonald's unless you know the behemoth advertising behind it this is like an m&m 
Man, like, I think we have, like, common sayings that we like saying, and mine is behemoth. I really like saying behemoth. I like saying <laughs> Leviathan. you like saying, Basilisk. what the heck, man? All these kind of, like, death <laughs> metal names. okay, well, I think that's it. I'm going to go buy some K-Jewels now. I'm going to make my own. <laughs> in your lab? I was Oh, working cool. in the lab. Cool. I made a diamond. So we will be, you know what it reminds me of? Sorry. What? You know the episode of The Simpsons where it's like, oh, this beautiful Oh, yeah. Valentine's. Oh, yeah. And do my graveyard Doing the monster mash with you on this beautiful Valentine's Day. Marty, why did you play that song today? There must be thousands of love songs. Well, it's it's kind of a love song. All the monsters enjoying each other's company, you know, dancing, holding their evil in check. You played the wrong record, didn't you? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> No, he's like, you, because the monsters are in love. You put in the wrong thing, didn't you? Keeping their evil in check. <laughs> anyway, what up? Um, cool. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. If you like us, make sure to subscribe. We are on all the kind of podcast stuff that you can get us on, like Podcast Attic and Spotify and Apples and Stitcher and all of them. We're in a lot of them. So you can find us anywhere. You could just type in Retro Ad Review. In fact, if you just type that in on Google, we'll appear because it's a very unique name. But anyway. And You can Facebook also find and us Instagram. on Facebook and Instagram where we do polls and we do, we just post a lot of commercials. So it's, it's kind of a fun place to reminisce like you are doing at the moment. Yeah. And tell your friends about us because we enjoy doing this and this is just for fun. So thanks for joining us on this journey. We will be back in the coming future with more ads. So tune into that. And with All that, right. we done. All right. I sure will. Bye. <laughs> All right. Okay, then. Bye. And do my graveyard smash. Doing the monster mash with you on this beautiful Valentine's Day. Marty, why did you play that?